0: Hi guys, welcome back to Typically Peachy. How are we all doing? I'm doing very well, honestly, because my whole family is home. Both of my siblings are here. It's so exciting. I love when everyone is home. It just feels like truly my house is a home to me when everyone's here. I know that that maybe sounds silly, but... I think it's so true, it's the people that are there, it's the liveliness, it's all of it, it's being able to have conversations, play games, catch up, just hang out with one another, I love it and value this time so much. So that's already putting me in a better, more typically peachy mood. Also, I am drinking a Celsius right now because I have been exhausted all day today and I needed to up the energy levels a little bit. So here we go. We are upping the energy levels. I highly recommend Celsius. I've already told you guys that in the past, but seriously, they are so delicious. I'm currently drinking this sparkling watermelon and it is doing the trick. I guess I kind of unintentionally jumped into what's new there, but continuing on with what's new, speaking of houses and homes and making a house feel like a home, I am really trying to find the perfect apartment for me and my boyfriend in Chicago. We are actively apartment hunting it's stressful and fun and exciting and you want to find the right place and you want to find the right area this is the second time now that i've actively started looking for apartments while not living in that area that i'm going to be living in i did that when i moved out to la and i actually didn't even see the apartment that i was going to live in before i signed the lease so at least this time we're going to go visit the apartment and see it and have other people see it for us before we decide on anything so that calms my nerves a little bit on that front because honestly i I think that I may have picked a different apartment if I had seen my apartment in LA before I lived there. Maybe not. It was a really good location, but there are just some things about it that I was like, hmm, not my favorite, but I don't know. We'll see. The hunt is on. There are so many options, but also once you start actively looking for places, I feel like you just add more and more to your list that you want to find, and then it limits your options, so we're just really trying to prioritize what we want so if you are in the same stage as we are right now and trying to find a new place good luck to you we're gonna need it as well that's really all that's new with me let's get right into what's hot i have some good stories for you guys this week we are starting off with the one the only taylor swift of course i'm sorry you guys but if there's news on taylor we're reporting it here at typically peachy you guys know you're cool with that right okay good because we're gonna talk about it And you know what, even if you're not a glorified fan of Taylor, I feel like it's just good information to know in pop culture, in the world, she's a big name, and chances are you're going to be able to relate to somebody if you know anything about Taylor Swift. That just seems like it's a fact in 2021. I don't know, maybe that's just me, but I don't think so. Anyways, let's get into the news. Taylor Swift is releasing her second Taylor's version album, and it is Red. She released the news on her Instagram saying, I've always said that the world is a different place for the heartbroken. It moves on a different axis at a different speed. Time skips backwards and forwards, fleeting. The heartbroken might go through thousands of micro emotions a day trying to figure out how to get through it without picking up the phone to hear that old familiar voice. In the land of heartbreak, moments of strength, independence, and devil-may-care rebellion, are intricately woven together with grief, paralyzing vulnerability, and hopelessness. Imagining your future might always take you on a detour back to the past. And this is all to say that the next album I'll be releasing is my version of Red." She's so poetic. She goes on to say a lot more in a very eloquent manner because she's Taylor Swift and that's what she does. She also let us know that this will be the first time that we hear all 30 songs that were meant to go on Red. Very exciting. This means we are getting new songs from Taylor Swift from that era. It's really incredible if you think about it. We're getting an unlocked version that we've never heard of before. Very cool. This is releasing on November 19th, so a day before my birthday. I feel like she did this specifically for me, even though Red is not my favorite album of hers. I still love it as I do all of her albums, so thank you, Taylor. What a great birthday present. I think it's gonna be very exciting to see how this performs the last one did great as we all know so i'm sure it is just gonna continue and continue for her so very interested to see how this one turns out the last one i did really like i'm so glad that she kept it sounding the same i just feel like if you're gonna redo them redo them as they were so that if you want me to listen to that album i'll listen to the new version if it sounds the exact same as the old version like totally sign me up so i'm sure she's gonna carry on with that in this one as well Again, Red, Taylor's version, releasing November 19th. Next up for what's hot, according to ABC News, 15 months after shutting for the pandemic, New York City's Radio City Music Hall reopened its doors on Saturday for the Tribeca Festival premiere of a new Dave Chappelle documentary. This was at full capacity with a fully vaccinated audience. The debut of Dave Chappelle's This Time, This Place, which chronicles Chappelle's pandemic stand-up series held in rural Ohio cornfields, marked the first time the hollowed Midtown Hall was yet again packed since closing in March 2020, a shutdown that put a year plus's worth of concerts, including Radio City's famous Rockettes, on ice for easily the longest spell since the Art Deco venue first opened in 1932. Some more info on this, after the screening, Chappelle dramatically took the stage to a thumping beat from DJ Clark Kent and a standing ovation. The comedian paused for a moment to apologize for those who lost someone during the pandemic before signaling a note of revival. I think this is interesting because it's just one of the first of some of the many things that are reopening, changing up again, going back to what they were beforehand. Obviously going to be different. I think there's always going to be a little bit of a difference in the air to what it was before. Maybe not. I mean, I guess time will tell, but I don't know. I think Chappelle was probably a really good choice to have. He's a great comedian. I'm sure the screening was great. I'm sure for a lot of New Yorkers, this is really great news, their city getting back to it. Also, for a lot of these performers, for a lot of these venues, I mean, that's crazy when you think about the Rockettes performing since 1932, and this year they didn't. I mean, we are just living in a crazy, crazy world. The pandemic just flipped the world upside down, but you know what? There are improvements that can be made from it, so let's remember that as the world reopens to still stay safe and practice some of the things that we learned during this time because it's not all over, guys. We still got a long way to go but excited for Dave Chappelle and excited for Radio City. More entertainment is something that we just love to see. Next up on What's Hot, according to Vogue, Maluma's new sunglass collaboration is a saucy summer treat. Maluma has launched his own pair of sunglasses with the label Quay, creating a collection of XXL frames, some of which take up half of the singer's perfectly symmetrical face, the writer of this, so funny. (laughs) The whole concept of the sunglasses is that they're Miami Vice, that 80s, 90s vintage, but with these little modern touches, says Maluma, and my essence, of course, is 100% there. Prices ranging from $55 for standard sunglasses to $95 for the optical lens option. The article notes that the singer's collaboration with Quay was initially inspired by Jennifer Lopez's own campaign with the brand back in 2019. Maluma says I saw it in Los Angeles and was like wow first of all I love the campaign secondly I love the sunglasses they were exciting so I started buying them after that someone from my office called me and told me that they wanted to work with me his saucy flair comes through in his styles which are bold in their super large shapes and are completely clear with round frames he says I wanted to do something that people love but of course that was a little bit risky. They are pretty cool. They are oversized. I would say they are very on brand for him and also pretty on brand for Quay. So I think it was a cool partnership. And I feel like Quay does a really great job of integrating celebrities. JLo's done it. Now Maluma has done it. I'm sure that there are other celebrities out there that had collaborations with them as well. I feel like it's nice and it's also a really good accessible price point. If you love Maluma and you love sunglasses and you want to support, go check out the new Quay sunglasses his line is on their website. Last up for what's hot, some podcast news which we love to hear on a podcast. In my opinion, the streaming wars are winding down and the podcast wars are ramping up. On July 22nd, Facebook rolled out podcasts. They're also going to be adding a feature that will allow listeners to create clips from their favorite shows, which I actually think is really cool to be able to take a snippet from the show and do whatever you want with it, I guess. I don't actually know what you would do with it, but I don't know. Maybe put it on your own social media platforms if you relate to it. If you ever relate to anything that I say, maybe you would want to do that. According to The Verge, hosts can link their show's RSS feed up to Facebook, which will then automatically generate news feed posts for all episodes published moving forward. These episodes will then show up on a podcast tab. In an email sent by Facebook, they say, Facebook will be the place where people can enjoy, discuss, and share the podcast they love with each other. There's some more info about this on The Verge and other platforms, and honestly, if you have a podcast and want to look more into this, I would just do some research on it. I have not yet linked up to Facebook yet, but I'm sure that I will, because you know us, you guys. We are on all major streaming platforms, and if Facebook becomes a major streaming platform, you best believe we're going to be there but not there yet. Probably soon. I think any new implementation of podcasts on any platform is positive. Why not? Let's make it go further. Let's reach new listeners on all different platforms. I sincerely feel like there are a lot of people on Facebook that aren't on Spotify or aren't on Apple Podcasts so wherever people can be reached and want to be reached I feel like that's where we should be reaching them but that does open up more competition for these platforms if you're not listening to them on Apple Podcasts anymore and instead on Facebook that drives more traffic to Facebook so I don't know it's very interesting that Facebook is getting in on the game now it almost seems a little late but we also have to remember that podcasting in and of itself is a very very new medium. So maybe they're a little late, but who knows? Maybe they're going to do a really great job at it, and it's going to be like an Instagram platform for podcasts. I have no idea. I have no idea what that would look like, but you know what? Whatever direction we're moving, we're going to move with them, typically peachy listeners. We're going to go wherever the industry takes us. Don't you worry. So if you want to listen on Facebook, let me know. I'll make it happen. That's it for what's hot. Let's get right into what's good. I watched, with my family, the new movie, The Talk of the Town, In the Heights here's your summary. In Washington Heights, New York, the scent of warm coffee hangs in the air just outside of 181st Street subway stop where a kaleidoscope of dreams rallies a vibrant and tight-knit community. At the intersection of it all is a likable and magnetic bodega owner who hopes, imagines, and sings about a better life. This is the film version of the Broadway musical written by Lin-Manuel Miranda. If you guys know him, he was in Hamilton. He also wrote Hamilton. This guy is insanely talented. I really respect him as an actor, writer, visionary. I just think he really does it all. This movie in particular, what I really loved about it was obviously the music, the dancing, the liveliness. I happen to love musicals in the form of film and also on stage. I just think there's something so magical about being able to see so many talented people do so many incredible things all at the same time. Just the amount of work that goes into that... From the choreography, to costuming, to directing, to the lighting, to the set designs, to the acting, it's just all such an extensive process and I know that it is for all film, television, plays, musicals, everything, but I don't know, maybe there's just something about musicals that makes it seem a little bit more evident how much work would have to go into it because it seems like they're all doing everything at the exact same time. Also, in this movie in particular, there are some really beautiful scenes. One of my favorite ones is a musical number with the main female character, Vanessa. She's kind of just running through New York City. And there's fabric, these huge things of fabric, coming down over all of the buildings. And it's just so colorful and beautiful and lively. It was just a really amazing scene that I honestly wanted to last a little bit longer. It was kind of short, but... I loved that scene. I also loved the kids in this movie. Oh my gosh. I personally thought they were some of the most talented ones in there. I thought the little girl in particular did such a good job. She is going to be such a star. But yeah, I would definitely recommend seeing it. If you also like musicals, if you like upbeat, lively movies that have some inspirational things in them, and life lessons, and talent, and pride for where you come from, all of those things are in this movie. So check it out in the Heights on HBO Max. Next up on what's good is a present that me and my sibling got for my dad for Father's Day, and I just feel like this is such a good thing for you or for anybody else that you want to get this for that doesn't already have speakers, The Wonder Boom 2. It is a speaker, they have such cute colors for it. It has great sound. I would also really recommend getting two of them because it gives you the surround sound. It's so nice and they're such good quality and I feel like they're pretty reasonably priced. You can find them for under $100, which I feel like is really good for a high quality speaker, especially one that's a little bit more stylish and also they're waterproof, which is so nice in the summertime. If you wanna put them out by the pool, you don't have to worry about your speakers wet because they can get wet I would definitely check them out if you're looking for them yourself or if you know somebody that needs to up their sound system especially in their backyard wonder boom too you can get them at Target Amazon so many other places just Google them you'll find them next up for what's good is my summer nail color guys I just have to tell you I was unsure about this color and then I got it and I was like what was I doing before I needed to get this color it is a bright orange okay bright orange almost kind of like a neon ish type of color it's perfect for summer it makes you look so tan it's such a fun color. Every time I go in and I don't know what color I'm going to get, and then I just pick one at random, I feel like those are the colors that I love the most. But now that I tried it out, I'm telling you guys, you have to try it too. It's so cute. It's also kind of like a peachy orange, dare I say, like a tiny bit. It's like a peachy, orangey, vibrant color. I don't know. I'm just trying to describe this in so many words. You guys can get the full picture. Maybe I'll put it on my Instagram story, at typically peachy so you guys can get a visual. But seriously, go treat yourself. Go get a manicure. Go get a pedicure and get a bright orange last up for what's good your songs of the week what am i by why don't we the martin jensen remix faith by henry pfr cmcs and laura white and quite miss home by james arthur and steve void these three songs i have been running to so much lately and you guys they get my energy levels up so much You gotta drink a Celsius and play these three songs. All three together are probably around 10 minutes. I challenge all of you, especially because these songs hype you up so much. Trust me, just listen and you'll know what I mean. Alright guys, that's it for what's good. Let's get right into need to know basis. This is something that I think is so important to talk about that I think a lot of us know, but maybe we don't think of the intricacies of it. And that is what I was initially talking about in this episode, which is how to make a house feel like a home. Like I was saying, because my siblings are all here and also because I'm going to be moving to a new place soon in a new city, I've been thinking a lot about how to make something super homey. What does it feel like to actually be in a home? To make it so it's not just a box that you live in, but somewhere that you feel safe and comforted in and you love to be there. And it makes you genuinely happy so i have created a list for myself that i think can maybe help somebody else if you're trying to make your house feel like a home because i am going to be doing this as soon as i move out with my boyfriend to the new place we are going to make sure that that place feels 100 percent like a home because i am not trying to feel like i live in a box i want it to be cozy and nice and welcoming for other people to come but also for it to feel like our space So here are some tips that i thought of and also if you know how to do this please let me know because again i'm on this same journey right now so dm me at typically peachy all advice on this is welcome all right first up create a space that's just for you i think that's so important to have your own space somewhere that you feel is truly yours especially in a place where you're sharing so much of it with so many people or even just one person it's important to make sure that you have something that you feel like is truly your own because sometimes you just need to decompress. You need to be in a space that you feel the safest in. For me, at least in my house right now, that is my room. So that goes right into the next one, which is make your room your safe space. Whatever room that is, it doesn't necessarily have to be your bedroom or anything. At my family home, it personally is my bedroom for me. But any space that you can just feel so comforted and cozy in like this is the safest place in the world because the feeling of safety is so underrated and I feel like we should all be able to have that in the place that we live. Next up, fill your house with personal items and mementos, decorations that mean something to you. All of the personal little touches is what makes it your own. It's what completely transforms the space. So many different people can live in the exact same apartment, But you're going to have so many different things in there, right? And that's going to make it your space. That's going to make it personal to you. And that's going to make it feel like, okay, I'm actually living here. I'm not just renting somebody else's unit. Next up, a full fridge and a stocked pantry. I don't know about you guys, but home is where the food is for me. Where the drinks are, where there's room to eat and hang out and just be with people. I think it is so important to have things in your home that make you happy when you consume them. Okay, so stock your fridge. Even if it's not fully stocked, just have some of your favorites always on hand. Some of them that you're just like, okay, I've always had this in my house before. Let me put it in my new space to make it feel like I'm good. I know where I am. I'm happy about where I am and I'm happy about the fact that I can eat the same foods. For me, personally, this may sound a little weird, but I put pickles carrots and Tostitos all in my house wherever I am those are some of my favorites I can't explain it they just are and those are things that I want to make sure that wherever I am they are accessible to me going along with the food in the home again this is just for me but maybe it is for you too someone cooking can make the place feel so homey because it's personally what I grew up with My dad was always cooking in our house, so there was always such delicious smells and sounds of cooking and all of these different things surrounded with cooking in my house. Now granted, I am not a chef. I do not cook very often or really ever, but that is something that I do value in a home. So even if that means sometimes I have to make a random dish just to get my place smelling a little bit like home-cooked meals, I will have to do that for myself to make it feel just a bit more homey for me. Or maybe my boyfriend will contribute to that as well. He cooks some, so that would be very nice. The next one I personally love natural lighting. I think that if you brighten up the place, you make it feel more alive, it's something that can really help. So that's something that I'm actually really looking for. Like when looking for an apartment, I'm really trying to find things that already makes it feel a little bit like what I want. That goes into location. What are you seeing outside of your home? Where can you go from your home? Again, do you feel safe and excited about your surroundings? All of these things are so important that I think sometimes when we look for a place, we're like, okay, I want it to be this many square feet. I want it to be this kind of color. I want it to have this many bedrooms, this price point. But all of those other things are really important because this is where you're going to be living. You, know? you spend a lot of time in your home, especially now that work-from-home culture is changing a lot. A lot of companies are doing half the time at home, so you want to make sure that this is a place that you can spend a large amount of time in and be happy as a clam there. Second to last, I don't know if I'm necessarily going to be able to have this in my new space, at least not right away, but this is something that I feel like strongly contributes to making a house a home, and that is an animal i love animals so much my dog and also i have a bird i don't know if you guys know that i don't remember if i shared that or not about the episode all about me but either way i have a little dog and a bird at my family home and they are everything to me i'm obsessed with them okay well if i'm being honest i'm really obsessed with my dog i do love my bird though but i don't know dogs are just a special special animal they just have such a bond with humans that i can't even explain so that's why i'm obsessed with my dog among many other reasons but also i just feel like animals contribute so much to safety as well they just make you feel so comforted at all times and they're just another companion you know they are just such a part of your family which leads me right into my last one of how to make a house a home and that is the people I think we all know this, but who is in your home is really what contributes to it the most. The people that you are around all the time, your family, your loved ones, the ones that you want to live with. I know not everyone has the most ideal family situation, I'm very aware that I'm so blessed to be as close with my family as I am, and also to have an amazing boyfriend who I want to move in with. I feel so lucky every day for that. But that is truly what it is you guys, it's the people. It's the people in the house that you're going to hang out with all the time, that you're going to eat meals with, that you're going to laugh with, that you're going to experience hardships with. It's all of those types of things that make your house your home. I have probably some of my happiest moments in my life, in my home, and I think that's just a testament to everybody that is in it. Everybody that is in it right now and everybody that has been in it before. So I am excited to continue that into my future and all of my future homes. And of course, I will bring you guys along for the ride. I will let you know about this journey, which is going to be a long journey, trying to find the perfect place. And it's just one of many, 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 many. I've already lived in multiple different apartments by myself with friends. So starting this new chapter is going to be really great, really different, but I am really looking forward to it all. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. I hope that you found some tips for yourself if you're moving yourself or if you just want to do some renovations in your own home. Who knows? I hope that you guys have a great rest of your week. Listen to some good music. Eat some good food. Hang out with the people that you love. Find some ways to make your house just a little bit homier. And don't forget to stay peachy, my friends.